Hello and welcome to episode 121 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxborough, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamer, Brody. Hello. How you doing, man? Just a two-man podcast, you and I? Yep, two-manning oh. it. Yeah, nah, should yeah, be good. Yeah. The last time that we were on a podcast together, I got evacuated from my from my flat. That was an that interesting, is true. one of the more interesting ends to a podcast I think we've had. It was... It was just a false alarm, wasn't it? False alarm. It was. Well, yeah. It was a. It was a drill. So they were just getting us yeah. out to make sure, like, we knew the procedure and whatnot. But yeah, rather inconvenient timing. Um, mm, I was, was kind of chilling. Forgetting. It was chilling to hear. <laughs> and and then like, you went. You went missing for half an hour, and I was, I was getting a bit nervous. I'll be honest. Well, I got sent out into the cold, and I was just too busy freezing to check my phone. I probably should have messaged you guys. I felt a bit bad about that. I didn't want to no. leave it hanging on the podcast either. I thought about just like disappearing from social media for a week and just <laughs> seeing what sort of reaction we got. Um, but no, I would feel bad to do that. Uh, but so it's you're busy. alive. I'm alive. I am, yeah, you are speaking to the actual Ewan. They've not cloned me. This not, is me. not his ghost. No, that's it. Um, you, it's been busy at the moment, Brody. You've been particularly busy. You just reviewed Call of Duty World War Two in the week. Um, I wanted yeah. to pick your brain about that because uh, I've just beat Wolfenstein uh, and I've put oh, yeah. in my Amazon order for uh, for COD because um, we were talking about sort of like banding together online and <clears throat> playing that together. Um, yep, yep. But uh, before it arrives for me, let's hear some of your thoughts about it. What did What did you make of the game? Um, I, I I'm one of those sort of guys that buys and plays Call of Duty for the single player campaign. I'm not I'm not mm. really much of a PVP sort of guy. I don't play a lot of games online. Partly because mm. I suck, partly because they're too much <laughs> of a time sink and you fall behind too quickly. But um, yeah. in terms of campaigns, I'm going to go out on a not not too much of a limb here and say that WW2 has got easily the best campaign of a Call of Duty so far, I think. Really? Like, of all of them? Yeah, I think so. Like In terms of combining, you know, just good action set pieces, like like just really good... Um, like there's some missions in this game that are just so good like and obviously they're set around real battles that happened mm. like and they just it just makes it so much like the gravity of the situation is just so much more apparent and like mm. you feel the tension like of the war and stuff like that and obviously it combines that with the typical you know call of duty flair like with a bit of you know there's a bit of stank on it with all the explosions and like things that you absolutely could not survive but you do anyway because it's call of duty yeah. and you've got pl- and you've sure. got plot armor but um, I just feel like it, it just makes more sense, and the story's better written. It's it, to me, it was more like a it, it it played like a HBO drama. Like it reminded me a lot of um, I don't know if you played like the Brothers in Arms games, like Hell's Highway. Uh, I've I know of them, but I've not played them. No. Yeah, like like that's that that had a really good story, and it was like really affecting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like though again, like because Modern Warfare is one that springs to mind of being comparable in terms of a campaign. But I was, I was never a big fan Ops. of those. The first Black Ops, yeah, yeah, was... Black Ops was pretty good. Um, but like, I found those games like jumped you around too much, and there was just too much that you wouldn't believe would happen to like one guy and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't like those sort of globe trotting things where like you just go to a different continent just for the sake of going there and stuff like that. I, I felt mm. like a lot of those games were a bit random, and the stories were kind of disjointed and made no sense. Whereas this is really well written, and it's like it focuses on its characters, it develops its characters, and you actually, yeah, you become sort of attached to the cast by the end, which is odd for a Call of Duty game, I think. 
Mm, that sounds really yeah. good because uh, I, I've just, I, like I was saying, I just beat Wolfenstein. Uh, yeah, and I'm so literally about to start that. I've waited to 4K go. to play Wait, it. <laughs> all right, very cool, very cool. We've swapped over, so we're like tag teaming these games. Um, yeah, basically. Yeah. But uh, I, I just if absolutely you... loved it. Like it's just I. I love sort of like a like a straight like a straightforward sort of single player um, first person shooter. Yeah. I I kind of love Doom for that regard. Like it's nice just to sort of like get out of an open world environment and stick to something sort of a bit more linear and just kind of concentrate on a story and concentrate on its yeah. characters. Uh, um, I, I've got a very soft spot for like the corridor shooter that just like guides you through, tells yeah. a good story and just has good action. Yeah, I don't think it's like an inherently bad. Like we sort of critique linear experiences from time from time to time, but. You know, like the Uncharted games are linear experiences exactly. for yeah. the most part, so I don't think we can critique them too much. Um, but yeah, I'd, I absolutely loved Wolfenstein, man. I think you're gonna really with, enjoy with, it. With, without uh, without treading on spoiler territory, sure. people a lot of a lot of people on Twitter have been talking about a obviously don't tell me because I'm gonna play it it's very shortly. Mm. Mm-hmm. But people have been claiming that there's like a really big, weird, crazy like from like zero to ten twist like in the middle of Wolfenstein. Um. I think I know what they're talking about. Yeah, I wouldn't describe it, it goes being. It, it certain the game certainly does go from like, uh, it, yeah. It suddenly it suddenly reminds you at times that it is insane, and you're in this like bizarre alternate like yeah. history world. Like the whole um, uh, die yeah die you should sort of component to it, which are like the sort of high tech ancient civilization that sort of operated well before before uh like human races we came to know it sort of existed before modern civilization but they were sort of like light years ahead of where we were the fact that that yeah, sort right. of whole like subplot is there i sometimes forget about and then you get like this piece of this suit that kind of you know renders you indestructible and it's like oh, okay Ooh. yeah that's pretty crazy that that's oh, that's my. that's in the trailers you, you've seen that um but yeah. uh yeah, like it is. It is a bonkers game, and at times you forget how bonkers it is, and then suddenly you're reminded again. It's like, okay, yeah, this is bizarre. Um, but that's what I love about it. It's kind of got those those random bits of humor that just really appeals to me, um, and the characters yeah. are just so great and so unique. Um, I think that's what really makes the game the game shine. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'd be playing. curious. Yeah, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts once you do. Uh, anyhow, let's get on with the show. We got a bit to discuss this week, and we're going to try and keep this one uh, nice and punchy. Um, so let's start off with uh, EA acquiring the Titanfall developer Respawn Entertainment. Uh, news came through just in the last couple of days. Obviously, these are the developers famous for the Titanfall franchise. Uh, they were meant to be working on a VR Star Wars game as well as Titanfall 3 at the moment, uh, and have now been acquired by EA. Um, what do you think this means for them and, and the, their projects that they had on the go? Um, I really don't know. I mean, I, I think, do EA publish Titanfall anyway? They did, yeah. yeah so they already so had a pretty close relationship there. Yeah, so, and they've already got a pretty vested interest in that, so I, mm-hmm. I can't see there being any concerns for that. If anything, they, they might, you know, try to push them in a more multiplayer-centric direction, possibly, because, you know, the whole thing with EA and... Like well, the, the yeah, discussion the around trend, single huh? player games and like the value of single player games and linear experiences and stuff like that, but um, mm. I really hope they don't sort of throw the Titanfall single player away to the wayside entirely yeah. because Titanfall Two was Titanfall actually 2? very yeah it was it was yeah. really good. It um, was like I can't remember the BT 
BT four. No, I can't remember. What oh, his the, name was. Like the yeah, yeah, your Titan, yeah, the, the rope, the robot. Yeah, like he was uh-huh. so good. And um, yeah, and there was that, that really cool scene. mission as yeah. well with the sort of time shifting. Yeah, exactly. Thing yeah, going there's, on. there's so much. Yeah, so much to explore in that universe, and I just hope they don't sort of give that up. But um, I've, this is this VR Star Wars game is actually news to me. I, I didn't know about this. Yeah, I I found that news quite bizarre. Cause, I mean, because that already speaks to a pretty intimate relationship with EA, right? Because obviously they're now in yeah. control of the Star Wars property for the purpose of video games outside of mm. like Lego Star Wars and and whatnot. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I I found that news to be quite. Uh, interesting to begin with um, so I think it makes mm-hmm. sense that they sort of persist with that because obviously <coughs> Star Wars is just this money making machine at the moment very excited by the mm, way uh, sure. we're getting like another trilogy and a TV show now as mm. well um, but yeah like I'm I'm amazed that they sort of have the resources to, to manage all this because um, mm. you know like uh, Respawn have sort of not been around all that long they were sort of born out of like ex uh, Call of Duty devs ex Infinity Ward guys I'm fairly sure yeah yeah um, yep. and they went off and they did Titanfall and have then since done Titanfall 2 um, both of which haven't been huge successes um, no, Titanfall was anything, obviously I think, I think I think Titanfall 2 undersold quite a bit on what they were expecting yeah despite, yeah. It, despite it being really really good I think it, it was received really well critically uh-huh. I just don't think I just don't think the sales were there. Yeah, I think it came out the, around the same time as something else, and I think that was a bad yes. move. I, th- I think yeah, I think it, it was wedged in between um, Call of Duty and Battlefield One. Came out like sm- like in the week between yeah, exactly. the two of those games. Yeah, um, so that was suicide. Yeah, which obviously this means that EA have like forgiven them for that or realized they sort of made a mistake and see that there is more potential with Titanfall. Yeah, uh, that, that's true. assuming that Titanfall Three is continuing. Um, mm. but uh, I hope I hope it does. Um, and I'm honestly, I'm I, th- I, th- I yeah, I think the VR Star Wars game is honestly the bigger news here. Like, I, I'm 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 not surprised by EA acquiring uh, Respawn, like not at all. But um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of obviously doomsayers at the moment that are concerned, given what having to uh, visceral and stuff like that. Yeah, that well, might, I mean, like EA get... is is just the bad yeah. place. And like my concern seeing this was that, um, you know, like Respawn kind of puts one game out and it gets shutters because I I just. I just worry that they don't quite know how to handle it, but I know had had Titanfall two sort of like come out in a different period, sort of like it was like a February March release rather than a November mm. release, it might have it might have fared a bit better. Um, but fingers crossed, because sure. I think they are a really talented developer, and uh, I would hate to see them um, suffer at the hands of EA. But <laughs> we we shall yeah. find out. Um, the VR Star Wars game, though, while we're on that, like. What do you think we can expect from that? Is it? Do you think it's just going to be like a side sort of smaller experience, or are you sort of hoping for a fuller fleshed out game? Uh, I haven't actually read the article. Have they showed anything about that yet, or is it literally just news? Other than so saying, far? yeah, we're working on a VR Star Wars game. I don't think they've said anything else at this stage. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd like to think it might be something a little more fleshed out than say the uh, Criterion one that was bundled in with Battlefront, like the uh, X Wing mm-hmm. thing. I'd mm-hmm. like to think it'd be a bit more than that. Uh, if anything. It'd be cool if they were doing something similar to the, uh, you know, the AR thing that they've got out at the minute, the lightsaber yeah. thing, yeah. something like that. But maybe like a fuller experience would be kind of cool. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely, you know, anything VR always tends to pique my interest. So, and anything yeah. Star Wars at the moment is piquing my interest as well. So, yeah, stick a move controller in my hands and let me wield it like a lightsaber. I will be down for that. <laughs> you will be there day one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Star Wars. I'm all over it. Um. Yeah. 
Okay, let's move on to item number two then, and that is that Harry Potter is getting a Pokemon Go treatment. Niantic, the developer of Pokemon Go, uh, has announced their next game. It's called Harry Potter Wizards Unite, and will let players experience Jake Rowling's Wizarding World. You'll be able to learn spells as well as explore your neighborhood to discover and fight legendary beasts. Uh, no release, no word on release date yet. Uh, Niantic have just told us to stay tuned to their social channels. Uh, what are your thoughts on on this? Are you keen to get involved in a Harry Potter? style Pokemon game I mean the other way around might... a Pokemon Go style Harry Potter game yeah yeah <laughs> um, I might cop a bit of flack for this but I've honestly never seen or read anything to do with Harry Potter really never no how never did you, it, how did you avoid it, yeah, that I don't know it just it just passed me by to be honest Um, I I think I've seen one of the movies I've seen one with a it's got a big I think it's called The Basilisk yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a big, so it's Chamber yeah. of Secrets. Be the yeah, one. so that that's literally the only one I've seen, and obviously I I know all. The only the, the I think the most familiar thing I have in terms of Harry Potter is like memes. Mm. Like, like I used the one of uh, you know the shook <laughs> the the shook one of uh Snape leaning against the wall, whatever it is. I use yeah. that nearly daily, but I honestly don't know the context of it. But um. Yeah, so th- th- I don't really have a, a big interest in this personally. Yeah, like, um, you don't have a horse in the race, huh? No, I don't have a horse in the race. With Pokemon, at least, you know, I grew up with that and I uh, I watched the show, I played the games, so that it sort of got me out and about. But um, yeah, no, I, I don't have a horse in this race, unfortunately. Huh. What about that, you? Are you? That are, amazes are you me because, like, I mean, I sort of like, uh, I mean, I sort of grew up at the time these books were sort of like, yeah, well, yeah, so did I. I mean, and, like, and you're like, yeah, you, there's not, they're not, there is an age difference, you know, but we're still very much of the same sort of generation. So I'm yeah, surprised that I, you. Like, I, I had the book. Someone gave them to me for Christmas, but I, I'm not a real big reader either. So right, I yeah, I just I just kicked them on to someone else who wanted to read them, and I, I never even bothered. So yeah, okay, yeah, and I mean, okay. like, un- until last year, I'd never even seen Lord of the Rings. So I'm sort of not up with it with uh, all these pop culture phenomenons. <laughs> You're just making your own way, paving your own way forward, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I, um, I make my own rules, man. I make my own rules. Yeah, no, that's why I respect about you, Brody. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm I'm really keen for this. I'm a, I wouldn't say a, like a, a diehard Harry Potter fan. Like, I know some people sort of live and breathe it. Uh, I would not win a Harry Potter trivia match. Um, do you but, Do you have a photo posing at the shopping trolley that go, that's going into the wall? Uh, if you do, you're a real I, fan. I don't, know. And I've yeah, actually, no, so and I that. was at King's Cross Station like a couple of months ago, and didn't do that because it was the urge. So it was like a, a massive crowd gathered around the wall. They were queuing up for maybe like a good half hour to just take this damn picture, and I was like, really, not not that keen. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's they've just had to totally reevaluate that station because uh, they've just ruined <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really keen on this. It sounds like a neat idea. Um, I find it interesting that you're sort of like collecting spells rather than collecting like legendary beasts. I'd have thought that would make more sense and would sort of like tie mm. into the sort of legendary beasts um, movie series I've got going now. Um, yep, yep. But, you know, like collecting spells, I guess, makes sense. Um, and then that lets you sort of like fight these legendary beasts as if they were gyms from the Pokemon games, I guess, is, is what they're saying. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I mean, like. Next to Pokemon, there's probably like a handful of of properties that sort of really have mainstream mass appeal, uh, and Harry Potter mm-hmm. has got to be one of them. So I suspect this will yeah, for sure. just spread like wildfire once it comes out. Um, I look forward to hearing about it daily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you do you think it do you think it has the the capabilities to sort of reach Pokemon Go levels of success? I th- yeah, well, yeah. I guess it depends on just like 
what the gameplay is. Mm. Like I, I assume it's going to be something very similar. Like, uh, like as you say, instead of collecting like Pokemon, you'll be collecting spells. So I don't know how exactly that's going to work, and if they have a good sort of PvP component to it, if there is going to be one at all, which Pokemon didn't really, Pokemon Go didn't really have at launch. They didn't have gyms and stuff like that. So if they sort of have that stuff from the get go, I mean, it, like obviously Harry Potter is a big enough brand to um to sort of get it out there and. Yeah, I, I think it'll probably be pretty big. Like yeah. I say, I look forward to hearing all about it because I'm sure it's going to be everywhere when it comes out. Yeah, I mean, Pokemon Go was just kind of crazy like that, wasn't it? I remember like going to yeah. a local park and there were just like dozens oh, and man. dozens of yeah, like, the... teenagers and young adults sort of kicking yeah. it out in this park. The park near and... my house went mental yeah. <laughs> when that came out. Uh, and I spoke to the ranger. I'm like, I bet you've never seen this many people in your park. And he's like, this is something else. Like, this is... Yeah. I never thought this would be possible. Like, I went a, I went out a couple times for Pokemon Go. And, like, I went to the park one time. And I saw people, mm. like, literally trying to get closer to, like, you know, the... Uh, like, the refresh stops, the Poke stops or whatever it was. Yeah. People were trying to get closer to them in such a way that I saw, like, people backing their cars into each other. It was yeah. so bizarre. And, like, I went down to the beach at, like, 9 o'clock at night. And there yeah. was hundreds of people there. Like, it was just, yeah. it was so, so crazy. Yeah, my brother and I went to our local park at, like, sort of midnight, one in the morning, something like that, because we were just kind of curious. Mm-hmm. We were up, and we're like, I wonder if people are there. And so we went up, and sure enough, there was, yeah, you could just, like, you, it was pitch black, but you'd see people's mm-hmm. faces just illuminated by their screens. Yeah, the glow of their phones, yeah. Out there in the darkness. Yeah. It was so, so bizarre. Um, it's crazy well, how things just... Now we've got yeah. Harry Potter becoming a, a Pokemon Go-style type of game. Um, what sort of property, L, like, what other franchise or property do you think deserves the Pokemon Go treatment? Yeah, I mean, I saw this question in the agenda for like the last five, ten minutes and I've been thinking about it and <laughs> yeah. I, nothing's really coming to my mind for some reason. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, like, AR is such a, like, a cool sort of technology. I feel like you can do a lot of, like, really cool things with it. Um, mm. Like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of ways that, like, you could use the real world to, like, sort of map out areas and stuff. Like, I find... I find things like, um, you know how people do those like treasure hunt things, but they use it like mm-hmm. with real life locations and stuff. I feel like things yeah. like that could be really cool, but I'm trying to think of how it would tie into like a game property. Mm. Maybe something like Assassin's Creed or something like that, that has a lot of good world building. <laughs> yeah. But I don't really want to encourage people to like parkour off trees and stuff like that. So, <laughs> Or go out and assassinate <laughs> people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that too. You know, that's never a good idea. <laughs> Um, I mean that that was yeah. happening with Pokemon oh. Go, so I dread think what happened with Assassin's Creed. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other big game brands too. I'm trying to find some like, way to like work Star Wars into this somehow, just because you know that I'm yeah, Star Wars even, even, but like, even Zelda. Know. I'm trying to think of how you could uh, make something out of that. Yeah, like, you need some sort of like collecting side of it. Yeah, right? like, yeah, and like you, you don't really collect Zelda much or... in Zelda, like except for the the currencies. I mean, you could like make an ocarina game where you like collect the songs or something like that but even that's a bit naff I, yeah I, really well, I mean like maybe you could even sort of like go out and sort of like collect um yeah i mean it's kind of better like collecting because i guess with like pokemon yeah, well, the poker stops where yeah, you got exactly. like potions and whatnot and i'm thinking okay that would work with zelda like getting your getting potions and maybe like getting different weapons or gadgets or something but then how do you kind of mm. like work in the dungeon mechanic or something like that I don't yeah know. and like and like weapons don't really have the same like appeal to like collecting Pokemon because like you get attached to Pokemon because they're yeah they're meant to be they're meant to be your friends they're meant to be 
like yeah. tangible things. And there's like Whereas, the you can evolve a Pokemon as well. And I assume these spells you're going to be able to like level up and power up and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't it's know. Good. It's a good question. I can't really. I'll be interested to see how it works because I feel like there's only like a handful of spells in Harry Potter that lend themselves to combat. So I don't know what you're going to mm. like do with Wingardium Leviosa or something that just makes things hover. I don't. I don't see how that's going to particularly help you in this game. But yeah, we'll find out. It'll be interesting. I'm keen. I'm going to be keen to For play sure. it when it comes out. Uh, okay, to some slightly sadder news now. This comes from James Brightman at GamesIndustry.biz. Telltale Games, the episodic games developer behind the hits like The Walking Dead and Minecraft Story Mode, has unfortunately announced a round of layoffs today, cutting 25% of its workforce, impacting 90 individuals effective immediately. The company-wide restructuring is taking place to, quote, make the company more competitive as a developer and publisher of groundbreaking story-driven gaming experiences with a high emphasis on high quality sorry, with uh, emphasis on high quality in the years ahead, end quote. A representative said that the restructuring should not have any impact on any of the developers' previously announced games. Uh, Here from Press Start, our hearts go out to everyone affected and hope they land on their feet okay. Um, Brody, do you think we should be worried about Telltale? Um, No, I don't think so. Not as a company necessarily. I think, obviously, it's very unfortunate that they're uh, they're cutting a quarter of the workforce, but... Like they are, they say it in their statement that they're sort of refocusing and sort of trying to not so much. I guess I I feel like they've just taken on too much. Yeah. Like in like I feel like even in like the last three or four years they just constantly keep announcing new new uh, properties that they were working with. Like they like they've got the Guardians one. They've only done one season of the Game of Thrones. Mm. I think they've still got another Marvel one coming somewhere. I think down the line. And um, I just feel like all the experiences that they've been putting out, like obviously from the start, The Walking Dead was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The second season of that was phenomenal. The, the, the Wolf Among Us was great. And then from then on, they started to sort of, as they were getting stretched thinner and thinner, they started becoming like watered down. Like they were, mm-hmm. there, was, there was less to them. You were getting less bang for your buck. And that's not to discredit anyone that was working on those, obviously. Like there's only so much you can do with like the workforce you have. But, um, yeah, I just feel like they were stretching themselves too thin. So to hear that they're sort of going to go back to the drawing board and try and focus on better and probably fewer um, games is... I think it's a step in the right direction, obviously, uh, despite the uh, unfortunate layoffs. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask as well, like, what do you think they can do to approve? And I think you've you've touched on a, on a bunch of factors there. Um, I 100% agree. I feel like they were just stretched too thin on too many projects. Mm. Um, and yeah, subsequently, just, yeah, like... yeah, so I was just gonna say they just kept taking on too much, like mm-hmm. too many properties. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is good, sure, but I feel like even they missed that boat. Like it mm. came, it came too late, mm. and like for Minecraft to be one of their better ones surprises me. Like I feel like that's done really well, but Minecraft is a monster, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like, they've like got saying... the. Yeah, sorry. Go sorry. <laughs> sorry, we're both too eager to too, too eager to share our thoughts. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, like you were saying, they were just like stretched too many things. I had way too many projects on the go at once, um, and I feel like the kind of necessary improvements that needed to happen, say, to their engine, like the games didn't run well ever. There was mm, always exactly, kind of stutter yeah, right. and whatnot, and no matter on what platform you're playing on. Um, and the other thing, like in terms of them being stretched thin, like they were publishing on pretty much like every platform you can imagine, like Even right from phones, yeah, yeah, like it was on on phones, it was on Vita at one point as well, like the at yep, least the first yep. two seasons of The Walking Dead, I played on Vita. I think it's coming um, to Switch now too. Yeah, 
it's like I, I just don't know how they they did it all. Um, I suppose, and I suppose yeah. you can't whilst maintaining like a certain degree of quality. Um, mm, exactly. I I mean I do I do care. I think they're amazing storytellers, and uh, they have a a whole bunch of properties that I care about. I'm losing my voice. Um, <laughs> so I hope they do figure it out and sort of get things running a bit more smoothly. Mm, yeah, I agree. Um, I was going to say as well. Um, oh, the part of the problem. <laughs> come, on, boys, <laughs> come on, you can do it. You can do it. Um, <coughs> part of the problem minutes. too is like you would uh, with, with with episode release. You like you just didn't really know uh, when these games were going when to be coming out, like when the next coming. episode was, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, like I think, I think with oh, I can't remember which one it was. It might have been Game of Thrones, or maybe mm. even the first season of the Batman uh, one they did. Like, it was months and months and months between, uh, like, episodes. Meanwhile, yeah. like, you'd have episodes of, like, other franchises coming out and stuff like that. You were like, what are they even, like, working on at any given time? Like, mm. are, they, are they... Do they have people working on each? And, like, or, like what's going on? Like, it just seemed like such a mess. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. And, and as you when, say, like... like you go. When those first, like, couple of seasons of Walking Dead came out, and uh, The Wolf Among Us as well, I was like, yeah. I, I kind of want to play, like, every game they release. Like, I'm really enjoying these. And that just fell yeah. apart, because, like, I've not played Minecraft Story Mode, I've not played uh, the Borderlands ones, I've not played Batman, I've not oh, played Game Bo- of Thrones. Borderlands is fantastic. You should play I've, Borderlands. I've heard that. I'm fairly sure I have it, like, installed yeah, on my it, PlayStation. I've just I think not gone around I think to it's it. probably their best. I think it's their right, best, okay. Wow, that's, yeah. I mean, better than the first season of The Walking Dead? That's, that's a big call. Yeah, I think so. I wow. think so. I think All right. Okay. Really, really I will make that a priority then. Um, but like you just reminded me, like I'd forgotten about Batman. Like I'd forgotten about so many of these games that they've yeah, done. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I I didn't honestly didn't even know that was out. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like they, they just yeah, pump they're out just putting out stuff. too much. They're going under the radar, and people like me that do care about them as a developer, like just can't mm. get around to playing all their games, um, which is problematic. They they want to be making sure that their fans are like i mean their fans are really what's going to who's going to be driving their sales so they've got to be able to get around to mm. everything out of thought but and i feel like i feel like they do have a very vocal fan base too like because mm. they they have listened to like what people want mm-hmm. like for a long time people were just like clamoring for a second season of the wolf among us and yeah obviously at um i can't remember when it was was it before e3 just before e3 they announced that they were going to uh, do it yeah it's i think so i think year. it was like maybe in like the week leading up to e3 the week leading like up to it yeah. yeah yeah like they said that was coming and they said ooh, i, f- I feel like they might have said that they're looking into borderlands because people want a second season of that too but i feel like that one didn't sell quite as well unfortunately yeah but um yeah they just sort of need to yeah go back and sort of do what they did at the start like obviously they were probably a hot commodity they probably had these brands coming to them saying we want you to you know we want you to develop a story for us and mm. and they would have jumped at the chance for most things i'd say but yeah they just ended up taking on too much i think yeah i think that was like part of the problem as well like we kept getting new like new franchises and sort of new stories and it's like well i, I want to go back to that world and like you said like uh, wolf among us i found absolutely incredible yeah. uh and i've been wanting to go back to that world for so long and get that second season um hopefully yeah. these layoffs don't affect that they're, they're saying that it, it's not going to have any impact on any previously announced projects um which i guess goes to say that they had more unannounced projects on the go which (laughs) just speaks to that speaks to that problem my mind because what would you what would you do if one was a a, a star wars one oh yeah i'm I'm, I'm sure i'm sure that was a discussion they've had at some point um no doubt no doubt in my mind i mean a star wars telltale game would be amazing especially considering what's happened with israel recently like that's just that's just what i want like Mm. a sort of a good story yeah like a 
a hard hitting sort of more adult sort of like Star Wars story in the video game space. Um, I, I, at least that's what I was hoping for from Amy Hennig's game, and uh, yeah. and she would more than capable of delivering that, I'm sure. Um, mm. but you know, you know, Telltale, you I would that. support them in in that pursuit as well. Yeah, as you said, they just sort of need to go back. They do need to redo their engine. Like mm. that's in that's in desperate need of um of a spruce up because I mean I think the last game they said they had updated it for was Batman, and the fifth episode of that ran like absolute dog. Mm. Like on my. I think I played it on PlayStation and um, like the last, I think the, the first scene of the last episode, I've got a vivid memory of it. Like it's a pretty action heavy scene, but like the literally the whole thing just chugs through yeah. and like you, you, and like, it's just a slideshow yeah. until you get to like, until you get to the loading screen. I'm like, this needs to, like, they need to do something about this. It's just and particularly crazy. in those climactic scenes that really like you, the yeah, idea is that you shouldn't exactly. be reminded you're playing a video game. Like the immersion should be there yeah. and for it to stutter like that. It's like, Oh yeah, I am just playing a game. Nothing matters. I guess I'll kill him. Like whatever, yeah. um, and and really in Telltale right. games, the choices don't matter anyway. Let's be real. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, anyhow, um, once again from Prestart, I had to go out to everyone affected. Hope they land on their feet. Uh, but with that, let's bring an end to what was episode one hundred and twenty-one of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Podcast One, or any other podcast service of your choice. Just search the Startcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Prestart.au, as well as visiting the site at Prestart.com.au. Join the conversation by tweeting us. Use the hashtag hashtag the Startcast. Be part of the show. I've been your host, Ewan Roxborough. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxborough. Uh, joining us today was Brody. Yes, thank you. Uh, you can follow me on pretty much most of my social platforms at Brody underscore DG. You got anything else in the pipeline at the moment? Working on any other reviews? I'm trying to remember where uh, you're at. I'm trying to remember where everyone's yeah, at. Yeah, no, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty clear of reviews at the second. Um, I might put my One hand up for... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot going on at the minute. Um. I think Shannon's going to be handling Battlefront, or maybe no. I think someone's been sent to that. So um, someone's been assigned. Yeah, someone's been assigned. So um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might put my hand up for Ellie Noir. I'm, I'm quietly keen for that. So uh, yeah, Wait, see how that trails like real soon, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like seven days. It's next week. Oh, jeez, dude, Ooh. there's just too many games to play, man. Too many. Did games. you see like all the gameplay that came out of it? I did, like, yeah. Yeah, someone oh. like as Kylo just like marching through like a, a oh man. Yeah, I saw. I was watching some gameplay as well of uh, like Yoda and his animations are just awesome. Kind of, I did, you, like you know, Kylo's, like Kylo um, was like flipping around and doing backflips and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. put yeah. all that in. It's amazing. Kylo's like freeze, uh, force freeze thing is just so cool. Oh uh, really? Oh, I've yeah. not seen that. I'm gonna have to go and check that out. Like he just goes boom and then just stops them dead. It's it's badass. Damn, I can't wait, man. Too many games. I've got to get to Assassin's Creed Origins as well. Ah, oh, it's crazy. Yeah, I've got to play. I've got to play Wolfenstein. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Let me know what you think about that. I'm very keen to hear, hear your thoughts. Anyhow, let's get out of here. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Until next time, happy gaming. Bye-bye.